The following is a paid commercial program, paid for by New Life Worship Center. The opinions and views expressed in this program belong to its sponsors and are not those of this station or their affiliates or their employees. We see instances in the Bible where it's too good to be true. After Jesus rose from the dead in Luke the 24th chapter, around verse 41, it says that they were in amazement and with joy they couldn't say anything because Jesus rising from the dead was too good to be true. Good morning and welcome to our Faith to Faith television broadcast. I'm Bishop Carl J. Van and thank you for making us a part of your early Sunday morning. I pray that this year has been a good year so far and that it will continue to be. We pray that the Lord is showing his blessing on you and all is well. We're in a new year and because we're in a new year, we have a new mantra over our church and that mantra is the victory of 2021. 2021, not just O-N-E, but also W-O-N. 2021. That means that we've won in 2021. And you get the victory of 2021 in prayer, in praise, in walking in love, and there are so many other areas that we can mention. And the Bible mentions a lot about victory, even in the Old Testament as well as the New. Psalm 98 and 1, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be unto God who gives us the victory. 2 Corinthians uh, 2, 14 tells us, but thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. 1 John 5 and 4, for this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. The Bible has a lot to say about victory because God wants his people walking in victory. And 2021 is a year that's highlighting that we won. We have prayer counselors here waiting to assist you in prayer. Whatever your prayer need is, they're here to assist you during the duration of this broadcast and even a little time afterwards. And at our 11 o'clock live stream Sunday morning service, they're here as well during the duration of the entire service to assist you in what, again, whatever prayer need you may have. So be blessed by our message on today. But you know, I like what 1 Corinthians, the first chapter says. For you know your calling, brother, how that not many mighty are called, not many wise. And then it goes on to say, for God has taken the weak things of this world and the foolish things of this world. God uses just plain, old, ordinary people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He didn't come in the womb of a princess. He came in the womb of a peasant girl. And he can use you too. I said he can use you too. 
So she was just a common peasant girl living in a rural, out-of-the-way mountain village. Remember, she's from Nazareth. And what did, was it what Nathaniel say about Nazareth? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? I mean, that's, that's how God works. Hallelujah. She was of the lineage of David, but she looked and lived nothing like royalty. The region of Galilee where Nazareth is located has been compared to the Piedmont region of North Carolina or the Appalachian region of West Virginia. <laughs> its residents were generally disrespected by the Jews of the South. They had a thick accent and were primarily agricultural people. Today, they might be called hillbillies. Yeah! And Mary was engaged to Joseph, a carpenter by trade, and therefore probably not a wealthy man. Simple, common, and unassuming would be the kind of words to describe Mary. Nevertheless, can you say nevertheless? Nevertheless, nevertheless heaven had a wonderful word for this common girl. She was to be the mother of the Messiah. Who would have thought it? Mary, too good to be true. All right. All right. So the first minor point was how common the girl addressed in this message. My second minor point is how clear the grace announced in this message. How clear the grace announced in the message. Look at the message Gabriel delivered to this unlikely girl. Verse 28 says, he greeted her with the words, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. Then he says to her in verse 30, Thou hast found favor with God. The word translated favor is the same word that is most often translated grace throughout the New Testament. Of the 156 times this word uh, is used in the New Testament, 130 of those times is translated as favor. No, it's translated as grace, I'm sorry. It's translated as grace. So the angel told Mary, you have found grace with God. Is that not also what we have heard in the message of the gospel? One day a messenger from God told you that God loved you before you ever knew him. And that he had chosen to send his son on your behalf. Mary reminds us that we have heard a message of grace proclaimed to us. In the gospel, we have received unexpected and unmerited merited good news. Too good. All right. <laughs> Billy Graham tells the story of how he was driving through a small town years ago and was stopped by the police for speeding. Graham had to go before the local judge 
The judge asked for his plea, and the evangelist pleaded guilty. He was wrong. The judge informed him of his fine, but then realized who it was that was standing before him. It was the famous preacher, Billy Graham. Suddenly, the judge took the money for the fine out of his own pocket, paid it, and promptly took Billy Graham out to dinner. Later, Graham would say, that's how God treats repentant sinners. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not only did the judge pay the fine, but took him out to dinner. That's mercy and grace. Mercy was forgiving Billy Graham of the infraction by paying for it. Mercy was God forgiving us of our sins by paying for it on Calvary's cross. That's mercy. And grace was taking Billy Graham out to dinner. That is giving him what he didn't deserve. Grace is for God being good to us after he saved us. Grace is God giving us a house. Grace is God saving our family. Grace is God calling us to a ministry or starting a business through us. Grace is God filling our bank accounts. Grace is God saving our parents. Grace is God healing our bodies. Not only does God forgive us of our sins, but then he's good to us. Not only does he pay our fine, but he takes us out to dinner. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. That's too good. Hallelujah. Have you ever witnessed to anyone about the, seven, about the saving grace of Jesus? And they said, that's too good. Has anyone ever told you that? I've heard that. They said, now, no, no, that's, that's too good. To mm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> they couldn't believe that simply believing in Jesus was all it took to go to heaven. They were sure you had to wonder and doubt and work very hard to prove yourself worthy. And then... Hope for the best. But you don't have to hope for the best. Just put your faith in the Lord Jesus and you will discover that it is true. It's true. Mary, Mary reminds us that one day the judge of all the earth sent word that our fine had been paid. And by his grace we were invited to go out to dinner with him. We were invited to fellowship with him. And he loves our fellowship. He yearns for our fellowship. Who would think that a God of all creation who painted the sky without a ladder and painted the clouds blue, who carpeted the earth with green grass and put pets on 
on the earth called elephants and giraffes and camels. Who would have thought a God who spoke the word in existence would want to fellowship and spend time with me, with you? I won't wear y'all out, so I won't say it. <laughs> so let's look at this second point. The miracle produced in Mary and us. Gabriel informs this little peasant Jewish girl that thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He goes on and says he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. This was certainly a lot of information for Mary to digest. But one thing was clear. God was going to work a miracle in her. Mary, too good. Are, are, are you saying it at home too, E-Church? <laughs> I want to hear you too. <laughs> we may not immediately understand all that happens in the moment of our salvation, but one thing is clear. When we are saved, God does a miracle work in our lives. Can you post that? When we are saved, God does a miracle work in our lives. Salvation is not commonplace. Salvation is not natural. It's not natural for a man to turn from his natural inclinations. That's not natural. We couldn't have been saved except God intervened in our lives. Never forget that salvation is a miracle. Somebody says it took a miracle for God to form the stars, hang the stars in space. It took a miracle to put the moon in place. But when he saved my soul, cleansed and made me whole, it took a miracle of love and grace. If you're saved, you're, you're a miracle work of God. Do you hear me? If you're saved, you're a miracle work of God. Don't ever act like it's commonplace. Don't ever take it for granted. You got something of worth, of value. Hold on to it. The Bible says the kingdom of God is like a man who went fishing and then when he found the pearl of great price, he gave up all that he had to keep that pearl of great price. What you have in salvation is a pearl of great price. For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So our first of two minor points here. Uh, man. Wow. And I, I was planning on being short today, too, but. The first minor point is what this miracle involved. Notice how the angel describes the process of what God was going to do with Mary. He says in verse 35, Luke 1, 35, you can see it on the screen. He says, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Oh, man. <laughs> Lord, help me get through that. Lord, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power, I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. Do you know when you got saved, something miraculous happened? I know you couldn't see him, but the Holy Ghost came upon you. I said the Holy Ghost from heaven, God's own spirit arrested you. His own spirit covered you. Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just like it did with Mary, we see ourselves in this. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to try to get through this. I'm going to try to get through verse 35. I'm going to try to get through verse 35. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. The physiological details are scant, but the spiritual details are clear. Through the Holy Spirit, God was going to implant the life of his only son inside the body of the Virgin Mary. Is that not a clear picture of the miracle involved in the salvation of a soul? Through his spirit, the life of the resurrected Christ comes to live in the body of a person who has been saved. This is why Paul asked in 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, Verse 19, look at it. 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, verse 19 says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? I'll start right there. So when he, when he came upon you and overshadowed you, he came inside you. He didn't stop at just coming upon you. He didn't just stop at overshadowing you. That was his introduction. It tells us now that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. By a process that can only be explained as miraculous. Those of us who have been saved are literally housing in our bodies the very God of the universe. Too good, but it is. St. Augustine asked, Dost thou not know that thou art carrying God around with thee? 
Can I say that again? Dost thou not know that thou art carrying God around with thee? In the incarnation, we have the miracle of God taking on the body of a sinless man. In salvation, we have the miracle of God dwelling in the body of sinful man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What does miracle involve? Let's look at B. What this miracle indicates. <sighs> Mary asked a fairly logical question in light of all these seemingly illogical things she has just seen and heard. Look at verse 34, Luke 1:34. It says, then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Now Mary wasn't asking in unbelief like Zachariah did. All right, all right. She just wanted to know. She wasn't doubting. She just wanted to know how it was going to happen. So Mary says, how can I be pregnant? I haven't been with anyone. Again, this is a logical question. And one that has troubled Bible critics and skeptics for 2,000 years. The angel plainly and clearly answers the question in verse 37. I like this. Look at what the angel says in verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. You don't know, you don't have to understand it. No, you, you can't figure it out. If you can understand it, if you could figure it out, he wouldn't be God. But just trust him anyway. Just trust him anyway. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Let me give you some scripture on that. Trust in the Lord at all times and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path you don't have to be able to figure it out glory to God you can't figure out how a black cow can eat green grass and give white milk and orange cheese but he does it anyway you can't figure it out but he does it God is God. Let God take care of his business and doing the work and let us take care of our business and believing. Scientific laws and physical boundaries have never impeded the work of God. In fact, what we see as a dead end God sees as a door through. I said what we see as a dead end, God sees as a door through. I remember a preacher saying this a long time ago. I remember Apostle Johnny Washington and maybe some others, but I remember Apostle Johnny Washington saying this. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. He said God's he said man's extremity is God's opportunity. What he meant is 
when we run out of options, when we can't do anything else, that'll give God an opportunity to work it out through us. When our backs are against the wall and it looked as if it was over, God, God, God can make a way. Yes, yes, yes. He can take a mouth that was filled with profanity and fill it instead with praise. Yes, he can. Glory to God. He can take an alcoholic and cause him to put the bottle down and put a Bible in his hand. He can take a prostitute and take her off the street corner and place her in a Sunday school class. Yeah! He can take a junkie and cause him to love God more than he loves his dope. That's God. It's too good. I said it's too good. It's too good. It's too good. Glory to God. We see instances in the Bible where it's too good to be true. After Jesus rose from the dead in Luke the 24th chapter around verse 41 it says that they were in amazement and with joy they couldn't say anything because Jesus rising from the dead was too good to be true. When God delivered Peter after James was killed God delivered Peter and he went to the house where a prayer meeting was going on. Rhoda answered the door. Rhoda recognized his voice. And the Bible tells us that she went and shut the door and ran for joy. And the people in there said, that's not Peter. That got to be a ghost. That got to be an angel. You know why they said that? Because it was too good. message is always bigger than the time allowed to us. So we trust that you'll tune in next week for more of the same. We live stream uh, is on the screen, so just choose a time that will be more convenient for you to be a part of our live worship services. 
We have prayer counselors here to assist you in prayer. They're here during the duration of this broadcast as well as a few minutes afterward and also during our Sunday morning live stream at 11. So until next time, come receive the word, leave and experience the difference at New Life.